Welcome to the Sheriff's Report with Henderson County Sheriff Bodie Hillhouse. This podcast is part of the Henderson County Network. Good morning, Sheriff. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you, Mike? I am amazing as always. Hey, we have a lot to talk about today. So uh, let's get going and start as we always do with the staff. Yes, sir. Since we met last week, it's another busy week in the jail. They booked in 94 individuals, 32 females, 62 males. Average daily population so far this year is 392. Um, We've got 435 in custody today, and 127 of those are contract inmates. All right. So pretty much average what we've been the last uh, few weeks. Yes. Um, And the contract uh, inmates are holding pretty steady, which is a good thing. All right. We want to get into this because a couple of really important things, and I want to start out with a case you all worked over the weekend that involved uh, a stalking and online solicitation of a minor. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Excuse me. We had a uh, had a report. Deputies went out this weekend over in the Oak Harbor subdivision uh, on the west side of Henderson County. Um, they took a report, started a case and that case was filed to an investigator uh, to start following up on and Monday morning investigator Hampton started working on the case it all started coming together yesterday and she was able to obtain a uh, two arrest warrants one for stalking one for online solicitation of a minor minor for the individual and she also obtained a search warrant um, from Judge McKee for the residents to uh, try to gather any evidence that was there in the residence. Um, deputies went to the residence to uh, execute the search warrant and to uh, <clears throat> attempt to locate the individual so we could get him arrested. They knocked and knocked on the door uh, several times, announcing their presence, trying to get someone to the door. We've handled this subject on many occasions in the past. Um, so we stayed outside knocking on the door trying to get him to the door uh he was unresponsive so they eventually had to force entry into the house Um, when they made entry into the house some of the team went to the right some of the team went to the left just kind of to clear the house to try to find him Um, when some of the investigators made contact with him uh, he was standing there with a uh, rifle pointed directly at the uh, investigators <clears throat> and I wanted to tell them they did an outstanding job. Um, they uh, had some verbal exchanges back and forth, instruct him to put the gun down. Uh, eventually he did just put the gun down. There was uh, no shots fired by either side. Uh, so he put the gun down, gave up. He was detained and arrested. Well, they searched the house um, to gather evidence of the crimes there and he is now here in jail for online solicitation of a minor and stalking, and then he was also charged with aggravated assault on a a public servant. There was, he had a surveillance system in two rooms of his house. There were monitors there. He he could see that it was uh, law enforcement personnel outside knocking on the door. Um, So he was also charged with aggravated assault on a public servant for pointing the weapon at the investigators. All right, so let's take this piece by piece and start with great job by the deputies on the scene in, yes. in, in de-escalating the situation. Yes. And I know you guys do a lot of training with that, but 
still in the moment. It's got to be difficult. A hundred percent. I mean, whenever you encounter something like that, uh, you know, you've got a split second decision that you got to make, and and uh, they took as much cover as they could and just went to trying to negotiate with him first to try to get him to put the weapon down, and it worked. Well, congratulations to them on, on a great job in, in, in that particular situation. Number two, um, can you tell us anything about, uh, we don't want to get into it, but the online solicitation of a minor is a phrase that's been on a lot of people's minds lately, especially in Athens. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that is or, or what was going on? <clears throat> yes, I mean, they he basically going back, uh, back and forth online. Um, trying to have a uh, sexual type of a relationship with a minor, which is going to be uh, a child, uh, 14 age, 14 years or younger. Um, and this individual specifically was actually trying to purchase the child from the parents um, to basically marry her later. And... Uh, which is totally illegal. You can't do any of those things. And luckily we got uh, notified of what was going on. And we now have a, uh, when he is arraigned this morning, there will be a protective order uh, there in case he is able to bond out. Uh, right now he's got $400,000 worth of bonds. And then of course he's still gotta have, he will be arraigned on the aggravated uh, assault on a public servant. So that bond amount will be added to him. So I don't know if he can bond out, but if he can, there is a, there will be a protective order. So he can't go around those individuals at all, contact them or anything like that. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I did not know the details and you caught me when, with the tried to buy her. Yes. That, that was something I was not um, expecting. All right, so thankfully that this all worked out, and, and thankfully that it came together quite as quickly as it did. That's, yes. That was some fast work. Yes, I'm very, very pleased. They all, the deputies went out, initially took the report, gave the investigator enough to work with, and uh, they got on top of it, and we got the outcome that we wanted uh, just a few days later. Do you expect... Um, anybody else to be charged in, in this particular incident? No, sir, I do not. Uh, however, we are still looking. Uh, a lot of times when you have these type of charges, uh, if you keep digging and keep investigating, um, sometimes you find other charges that are out there. We have the electronics now um, that we will be doing search. We're trying to get search warrants for the electronics to see if there's any other uh, offenses out there that they've been doing online. A lot of times whenever you have these type of charges and they're online charges, you can find other things if you just search the devices they use. All right, so that's a great, great case, great arrest. Um, I want to move on for a second and it, and it reminds me uh, when you talk about entering the house and, and what deputies faced when they got yes. there, how important the um, canine officers have been to the department yes. um, in, in a lot of these situations. And of course, um, not, not very long ago, um, the sheriff's office lost Max, one of the canine officers. And yes. I understand that um, it looks like you may be getting another one. 
Yes, we were very, very excited. Megan Hogan, um, who was the canine handler for Max, um, we've had a lot of conversations with her. Matter of fact, her and myself went to Global Training Academy where we got Max and Con both a few months ago and we went down there looking at some other canines they had one down there that we think is going to fit our program um, his name is valco he is a uh, uh, malinois shepherd mix he's a beautiful dog he's got a great temperament and she is actually leaving this weekend to go back down to uh, global training academy she'll be down there for about three weeks um, for training with valco getting certified with valco and uh and then at the last the last week she'll be down there, uh, Deputy Robertson and Khan will actually go down there too um, and get their annual certification. The canines have to be uh, recertified every year, so he's going to go down there. Um, so they'll both be on the same certification cycle. And so hopefully in about uh, three and a half weeks we will have another uh, canine here with uh, Megan Hogan. and. Uh, he's gonna. We're really looking forward to it. He's he's gonna be an outstanding dog. He uh, he was a long ways in his training when we went down there a few months ago, and he's gonna be even better uh, now. So we're excited to uh, get our training, our canine program, right back to where it was, where we can have two canines here for the sheriff's office. Yeah, Deputy Hogan and Max did a lot of really good work yes. in their time together. Um, and I know you're excited to, to get her uh, paired up with Valco. Yes, it really excited me to know that she, uh, you know, a lot of times when you lose a dog the way we lost Max, uh, the handlers sometimes decide that they don't want, they don't want the, uh, another canine. In this case, I was very excited because Megan was just like, yes, please. Uh, I loved what I did. Max was an outstanding dog, probably never going to get one like him again, but uh, we sure want to try. And so um, lucky enough, we don't have to train a new handler. She's excellent at what she does. And, uh, and we're looking forward for her and Valco to come home. And so um, I do know that these, the, these uh, animals, these deputies are what they end up being. Um, are highly trained yes and not cheap no sir they're not at all they uh valco's gonna cost us twelve thousand five hundred dollars um some of that money will be uh spent through our seizure funds which is funds that are seized through uh criminal investigations and the money is awarded to the sheriff's office um, for law enforcement law enforcement purposes and then the other part is actually insurance money that uh, where we lost Max, the insurance company uh, gave us a sum of money um, for the expenses that we had paid out on Max. So uh, it's, it's a very expensive program, but they pay for themselves and I look for Valco to pay for himself um, quickly when he gets back home. Yeah, I mean, the canine program was an unqualified success yes. um, since, since it was begun. Uh, but I think it's, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's also nice when you find out that it doesn't cost taxpayers anything for us to bring uh, these dogs into the department and, and do this work. Yes, everything, all their vet bills, all their feed bills, everything is paid for out of our seizure funds, which we get most of that whenever we're doing drug investigations and we put that money back into the sheriff's office um, for canine programs and, so, and boat programs and stuff like that. 
Well, we're really looking forward to meeting Valco in about a month. Yes, sir. Um, while we're talking about the fact that Megan's going to be going down, uh, Deputy Hogan's going to be going down and doing training, you have some other deputies and officers who are doing some training right now. Yes, sir. We're excited right now. We This week we're actually hosting a, uh instructor's course here at the sheriff's office, um, and this is going to be a tremendous help. We've got several instructors here throughout the uh, sheriff's office. And when I say instructor, I'm talking about law enforcement instructors. They've got to be TCO certified, which is T Texas Commission on Law Enforcement. Uh, peace officers in the state of Texas are required to get uh, 40 hours of mandated training every two years, uh, ongoing, continuing education. And a lot of times they mandate what kind of classes you can take depending on your level of uh experience and uh, what certificates you hold you know there's a basic peace officer uh, an intermediate peace officer and a uh, advanced peace officer and a master peace officer and uh, depending on what certificate certificates you hold basically mandates what kind of training you have to take and having these instructors added to our instructor list is really going to help us here uh, we try to host a lot of uh, law enforcement training here at the sheriff's office and it's not only for the sheriff's office it's for um, you know any law enforcement agency that can has the time and can come take the classes and we do not charge other agencies for the training uh, it's mandated training that we have to do and get done, and uh, it's just going to really help us. We've got, I think there's 10 individuals in the class right now. Um, they're not all sheriff's office personnel, um, which is good also, um, so we could actually use them if uh, we were in a bind and, and needed them to come instruct a class for us. Um, so it's, it's going to be a good deal all, all the way around, and they it's, uh, it's a very intense, it's one of the most intense uh, peace officer classes that they have uh, it's, it's a 40-hour class um, but you know they have to put together a uh, curriculum and uh, then they've they've got to teach the class and, uh, and there's there's lots of uh, things they have to get done in the 40 hours uh, they'll graduate Friday and we'll have a lot more instructors here um, to be able to teach law enforcement and keep our uh, law enforcement family here at a professional level. And this is going to be such a great advantage to all of Henderson County because, you know, um, the ability for officers from the municipal police departments to come here and get their training for free rather than having to go somewhere else and having to pay for it is going to be a big advantage for some of our smaller towns especially. Yes, and two, I mean, when you look at going to other agencies and other places a lot of times not only does that uh, cost uh, you know for the course but then you end up having to pay for rooms you end up having to pay for meals so we can do it all right here and that was one of the reasons that uh, Sheriff Nutt wanted to bring this uh, get this contract with T. Cole going and it's been successful and we actually are able to keep our training budget down to a minimum um, by using these instructors because too. we're using um, internal instructors yes so that's great so you train the instructors and then you don't have to worry about training the 
the other folks because yes. you have them right here on site. And again, it's a benefit to the entire, um, it's in to all in law enforcement throughout the county. Yes, sir. Which is which is a big plus. All right, before we wrap up, and we're just gonna we're just gonna uh, end pretty quick, but. Um, the sheriff's office had to start a new Facebook page. Yes, sir. And, it, you know, we say it all the time. We know the truth is that um, a lot of communicating gets done on, on Facebook in Henderson County. And so it's vital for the sheriff's office to be there. Uh, but your page was shut down for a while. Yes. But you're back up. I am back up. And I thank you for your help in that endeavor. Um, but uh, we're back up. We're back running. Um we put a few things out there uh, since we've been up for almost a week, pretty close to a week now, and uh, we've got some more things we're looking at. Well, we're going to get back out and start putting out the most wanted again, get back to doing what we were doing, and uh, and hopefully get the community support um, back on this page um, because uh, we've had tons of success working with the community, and the communities help us solve a lot of crimes. So um, we're going to be posting information so please uh, uh, like the page follow the page and uh, reach out to us if you need us and that is henderson county texas sheriff's office yes sir. that's what we're doing the texas has been added in there to differentiate um so that's what you're looking to follow the henderson county texas sheriff's page um and remember as always sheriff is the only person on there the only administrator the only one with access to the messages you sent. Yes, sir. Uh, if you send a message, you're talking directly to me, and I will respond to you, get back with you, and, and believe me, those tips that you send in uh, mean a lot to us. All right. Friends, thank you very much for listening in this week. Sheriff, thank you for giving us a chance to see what's going on in our sheriff's office. Thank you.